Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Welcome. Today's podcast is part two of the friendship, one that we started last week. I have the same two friends with me, Nancy and Janet, who are going to be talking about it. And this is about the type of friends that are there for you, the kind that really make your life more limitless, the ones who you would do anything for, who don't judge you, who you run to when you have trouble or you want to share your joys with. It's that kind of friend. And we're going to talk about how we nurture those friendships and where to go to find friends that maybe we haven't been lucky enough to have found in the past. First, I want to introduce my guests, and then we'll get started. My first guest I met back in 1988. She was auditioning for the musical Oklahoma when I was as well. And she ended up being Lori, which is the part I actually went for. And I was Ado Annie. And we were best friends in the show. And we became really good friends outside of it. Between us, we've had four marriages and three divorces, and we've helped each other through a number of them, as well as both of our sets of parents having passed away after having been married almost 50 years in her case and over 50 years in my parents' case. It was really wonderful that we could talk and we could share, and I always know that she's someone I can depend on. She's somebody that is so very creative and gifted in the music area. She's been teaching voice and vocal building techniques for years, as well as being an accompanist, absolutely lovely, fabulous woman. And her name is Janet Rossman. And the next person I want to introduce is my other guest who has been in my life since 1980. I won't say how long that's been and how old we are. We have managed to stay really close friends ever since. And she's kind of my spirit sister. She's been there forever for me. She's been there when I've had rough times and when I've had great times, and we share all those times together. She's an incredible singer and musician, and she has been so busy. She's one of those people that has 28 hours worth of work that she does in 24. She's beautiful spirit as well, and someone who is so dear to me, and her name is Nancy DeMello. Welcome, ladies. I want to get right into the podcast. So here we go. If there's anybody out there who's trying to find friends and they're like alone and they don't know, do you have any ideas on how they can go out and find new friends? <laughs> You're looking at me. <laughs> no, that was crickets. Like, oh, no. <laughs> well, I just think you should shop around for friends. I think you should make it like a fun thing. Start shopping around. I mean, what do you love to do? 
What do you love to do? Go out, find things you love to do that are not just by yourself. Do you love to bowl? Do you love to, um, you know, take, do photography? Maybe you can take classes and you can talk to everybody you're around and, and not ignore them. When you're in a class, you're by yourself thinking it's just me. I'm just learning or I'm, I'm walking. You can do, if you're single, go to a singles group that does things that maybe not right now you can't do some of this stuff, but you can find meetups in, at least in California. You can do all sorts of things to go, what do you love to do? And then find others of like mind. And then don't just go there, talk to these people. And then after you talk to them and see who you feel comfortable with, ask if they want to meet for coffee. It doesn't have to be romantic. It can just be, Hey, I've been looking for more friends. You Mm -hmm. like to get meet for coffee. I mean, it could be anything like that. That's my two cents on that part. I'm really glad you brought that up, actually. I'm like the world's worst wallflower, believe it or not, right? People think, oh, you're a teacher, you're a performer, you're this, you're that, you know. But like, we put me in an, in, an, uh, in a social situation where I'm not, don't have my hat on, you know, my teacher hat, my performer <laughs> hat, whatever. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> don't talk to me, don't look at me. I'm going, where is a place I can go hide? And people don't, <laughs> they just don't believe that about me. They're like, no way. And I'm like, Oh, yes, wait. So yes, while I have done stuff like that, I still try to be invisible in those social situations, which is really strange. So I'm going to try that a little bit more because I think that's a really good idea. Now, one thing I I have found that maybe this will help some people who are kind of like me in that sense. It was so mortifying for me to be with other people and be thinking about talking about myself, whatever, right? Or having them ask me questions or whatever that I started to secretly find something about this person who I had recently met or whatever that I appreciate, Uh, be it their beautiful smile or their fancy sense of fashion or dress or their talent or their intelligence or whatever. I mean, and it could be the simplest thing, right? And then I, I would just start, as I'm listening to them talk, I would just start thinking about and focusing about, wow, isn't that wonderful about you? And then I suddenly feel realized that I stopped worrying about me and thinking about me and obsessing. Was I embarrassing myself? Was I, you know, whatever. And they also felt better about themselves because they could feel that admiration, that true and genuine admiration, not just, oh, your dress is so pretty today, right? Or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? You know, that where they all of a sudden start feeling awkward, right? Because it's kind of more in the silence. I mean, you can make compliments or comments, but they have got to be true and sincere, not just something you're spitting out. Otherwise, then they feel really uncomfortable and it's, it's even worse. So that's my little trick. If I ever feel like, okay, I have to open up. That's my trick to not feeling ridiculously uncomfortable. And like, I want to run screaming from the room, which is how I usually feel. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of performers are that way. And because I know that's yep. exactly how I am. You're an extrovert in some situation, but an introvert when it comes to groups that you don't know. Completely. Yeah. And I'm there too. I'm right with you. Oh yeah, I, I can get that too. I, and I know when we were kids, we were really, really shy. We lived up in the hills in Berkeley and we had no uh, transportation, you know, besides our parents and stuff. So we were pretty much hung out with our family and that was it. And we would hide when people would come for Christmas and stuff like, oh, they're gone. They're gone. But now what's so cool and what I went through, you know, still being an adult too, is like, oh God, do we have to go here? Oh, it's going to take so much energy to do this, you know, to talk to these people. Mm-hmm. I don't know who these people are. And now, probably because, you know, just after being on this earth for a certain amount of time too, now it's like, who is this person? I'm fascinated by them. And Nancy, like you, so I'll check out this person. Who are they? Tell me more about it because, and then I get lost. I'm not worried about myself or, you know, how I'm feeling. I'm like, 
wow, this is so cool that you yeah. become genuinely interested yeah. in that person. And you you just, wow, you know, you can't wait to go to the next party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and I find for sometimes if you need to be prepared ahead of time, going, you know, that you can think of a couple things about yourself that you can even practice talking about and then let it go. Right. Just at least that way you've got something in the back of your head of what you want to share with people so that you don't go in all worried that you go, okay, if I have to, I can at least know, okay, this piece I'm, I'm comfortable with. I can talk about this. I can talk about that. But then when you get there, start being more interested in the other people and what they have to share. And then when they ask you, well, what about you? You already have it in your mind somewhere, what you're going to say, rather than then going, oh, now I said something stupid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so That's it's good. Kind of, I, I like that have a little something of an idea because I mean, I don't have all different parts of my life. Where am I going? And is, I, is it a theater party? Do I want to talk about theater stuff? Do I want to talk about life coaching mm-hmm. stuff? If it's a, an event or, you know, my Marconic energy work, if I'm going to a, a healing, global healing kind of thing, yeah. or my sort of speak audience, am I going to, so I know what kind of part of myself, since I've got all these different pieces, do I want to share? And then I just let it go and I don't think about it anymore unless I'm on the spot by myself with nobody else and I have to speak in public or something. But but just one-on-one, I think that's a great idea for people to think about to really, the curious thing is what they tell us in, in the life coaching classes, be curious about them. Stop thinking about mm-hmm. fixing them. Be curious, find out more about what they're thinking and what they're feeling so that then they can get it out and because they may not even know how who they are. Yeah, yeah. and it's okay to be yourself. If you say like, I am dying right now because I'm so shy. You know, you you can say that. And because people, they, they get it because you, you're being real and saying, you know what? I feel the same way or something. Yeah. And so just, just speaking like where you are at the time, you know, what your emotions are, something that it works. It works better because people feel that you're talking, talking truth like, I need help right now. <laughs> that it's it's okay to be who you are. That it's, it's it makes it easier for other people to get to know you and sympathize with you and just accept yourself and saying I'm done here. You know that you can do that and somebody's going to be. I feel the same way. It's going to be good. I know at parties I've said that where I've gone. I don't like. I said I'm so glad there's just two of us here in the corner talking because I don't know you and that way I can get to know you and I don't want to go out there and talk to everybody and they'll go. Oh God, I feel exactly the same way. Thank goodness I have somebody to talk to so I don't feel all alone sitting I feel like a wallflower by myself with two flowers growing instead of one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm looking at one of the questions I had thought about asking and I guess it's, we kind of covered some of it, but I thought maybe you might have something to add to it uh, about is there something specific about having a friend that's a true friend that makes your life better? How does it make your life better? Anybody? (laughs) Wow, that's a deep question. It enhances the life you already have. It makes your life bigger. It nurtures you having friends like that, that you know, you're kind of along the same line. You're in, maybe in the same kind of level of uh, evolving or spiritually or intellectually or what, but it's like you have somebody, you become a bigger person. You know, you have these friends that they are part of your life. They're part of you. I don't know. That, that That's hard to answer, but I, I cannot imagine going through life without the friends that I have, being able to deal with things, uh, good and bad. And I think it, it could be more of a, a female thing. Now, I hope it becomes more of a male thing, too, for guys to have that kind of these kinds of relationships because they help you get through things and you help them get through things and you all share the experience and it just makes life bearable sometimes. It makes it richer too. Yes. And especially if you're single, like I am, that when you don't have friends, then you're really, truly alone because 
I don't have any family except my sister. So therefore, when it comes to family, I think of my friends as my family. And when you can get that close to them, that's what makes your life richer and better and kind of makes it sparkle more. You have more joy because of that. You have anything you want to jump in there, Nancy? Well, you know, I was just thinking, it's just no fun to experience something by yourself. I mean, well, it, it can be, right? But, you know, you, you want to look over to the other person and slap them on the shoulder and laugh together or get excited about, you know, when whenever the, the first thing for me, when something exciting happens, I, I want to call my friend and tell them, you know, I want them to share right. in that joy and that experience with me. You know, and when two people are experiencing joy together or comforting each other for sadness or whatever, it just like amplifies it beyond measure. It doesn't double it. It exponentially, oh, well, go ahead and go there. It exponentially makes that situation, that experience better. I mean, it's just, you know, even thinking about going to Vegas when we went as a group for your birthday or whatever, you know, if I'd gone by myself, I'd have been like, uh, okay, oh, that was fun. But, uh, but really when you have everybody together and you're sharing that energy, that's, that's what life's really all about. I think human, as human beings, we are very social creatures and I just don't Mm -hmm. think we could, I don't think we could do it without each other. I really don't. I still have that picture of at Quark's when we were at the bar that was, uh, I have it too. With all of us just there. And it's it just every time yeah. I look at it, even if I'm feeling lonely or anything, I look at it and I go, wow, I am so lucky. I do love that picture. When I come and visit you, the listeners don't know that we live in different states now per, per se. But when I come and visit you and I see that picture, it just brings so much joy and, and memories back, right? The, the, those moments that we share, even if we are far apart and, and they are far and few between, boy, they sure are lasting. They sure are lasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because that's one of the top 10 things I would grab that the picture of my family when we were on board a ship, one of the last times that we were doing well together, my dad who had Alzheimer's before it was full blown and all four of us were there and the one quarks, those are, they're right next to each other in my living room. And those two would be things <laughs> I would grab I love it. more than my photo albums of the rest of my life and the rest of all the family's lives, because those mean the most to me. Those are the moments I remember, not like people from way back in the day. It's yeah. people that I never met. It's nice to have that, but I never look at those. So the ones that are the most important are the ones that I experience. So when I'm really, really old, I can look at these and remember. (laughs) You'll be younger than me. (laughs) You are already really old. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I can only say that. Ooh, Nancy, I'm going to get you, woman. (laughs) It's a good thing we don't live in the same state. (laughs) Yeah, I'm coming for you. Okay. So on that note, why don't we move on to our the last question that I had planned for today, and then we can wrap it up or talk about a few other things if we have other things to share. So what two things, or even just one thing, do you want people to remember about being a good friend? I think I'm going to start just because I gives you a second to think about it. I think that one of the things is like any relationship, it takes time and it takes effort. So you have to make it a priority if you want to nurture friends. You need to realize that you can't leave them for years and never talk to them unless you've been there for years already and your li- both of your lives are super busy. But you have to at least yeah. check in and remind them you're there, that you love them, that you still are a friend. When times are tough, then you'll talk more. Or when times are great, maybe you'll check in more. But the right person, it's really worth taking that time. It does make your life better. And that's something that you need to remember when you're wanting to make someone a friend. You can't, especially when you're at the beginning, it's like, well, call them once in a while, check in with them, see Uh how they're doing. Don't let months and months go by because you're not going to get close. 
decide what's important to you, to, if it's to make it a priority or another. And then the other thing is that to think about what you want in a friend and then to give out that same kind of energy. If you want someone who's there for you, then you need to be there for them. If you want someone that's going to be lighthearted and fun, then you can't be the one dragging everything down all the time. <laughs> you need to, to put out that energy and say, hey, this is who I, I'm looking for. It's like when you're looking for a partner in life, you want somebody who's honest and sincere, then you better be honest or it's not going to get you very far. And there are certain things that you should be in order to, to attract that person that you want. And I think it's really worth the effort because look what I found, two fabulous people. So, <laughs> hey. And what we found. <laughs> you know, Carol, you're definitely, I think, taught both of us that lesson long, long ago. Because I, you know, I, my mother used to move around constantly. I, I couldn't even tell you how many schools I went to. It was definitely more than a dozen and I only went for a dozen years. So, you know, when they say, who was your second grade teacher? It's like, well, uh, I think there were what three of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. you know, and so she would just leave people behind. And Carol, you definitely taught me, even though we lived in different states and we were going through different things in our lives, that it, it really was important to keep that connection, to make the time for that person. And I, I really do think that is probably the number one, whether you live next door to each other or see each other every day at work or whatever it is that you always, always remember to take the time, make the time, just make the time to find things to yeah. do, time to talk, time to, and yes, it's okay sometimes to go long spells if you're a good friend, but but don't let it go. Just, you know, don't let it go. It's a, it has to be a priority in your life. At school, someone put up recently, oh, some sort of poster that said in the faculty lounge, be the adult that you needed when you were a kid. I, that really ties in for me to, hey, boy, it sure made me think differently about how I was as a teacher. And I, and I think that ties in to what you just said, be the friend that you want in a friend. Um, which is probably something that was yeah. lacking in that other friendship that you had where they were just sucking, sucking, whatever that word is, <laughs> energy vampire, whatever it is, right? Suck, yeah. suck, suck, suck. It's all one-sided, right? Well, yeah. is, is that what you want out of a friend? Do you want that person to just be, you know, doing that to you? Or do you want, do you want a more balanced relationship? And so I think if we just do a self-check once in a while, how long has it been since I reached out to them? You know, I even know people who say, well, I'm not calling them. I called them last time. They can call me, right? And it's like, what? <laughs> okay, I, I sort of understand, but I totally don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a part of me that's like, <laughs> you know, to have to do that. Well, it's their turn. Yeah. I mean, it's like you got a competition going. Or, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. So anyhow, uh, oh, this but you so much find fun. There are some people that don't return calls. Janet. Um, <laughs> because I know in the past you get so busy and certain people do, they, their lives are so busy. They're so prioritizing what they're doing in that moment. It's like, we don't live near each other anymore. So sometimes I would feel like I was bothering you because I was calling you like once a week, once every other week going, she's not getting back to me. Her life is busy. But then you start going, well, maybe I won't call for a while because I feel like I'm pushing it too much. And so, you know, when you're not there, you're not available, you're, you know, I leave a message, I leave a message. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'll just email now and then I'll stop. And then eventually you get back to me and it was like, oh, there she is. Okay. And usually it was right after well, I said, I think I'll step back. I'm not going to be pushy anymore. And then you, I think the energy shifted for you. And all of a sudden you'd call me and it was like, well, that was, Carol, I'm so sorry. That was so weird. So, but I'm just saying sometimes it's worth it to take that effort, but not to be so pushy that you're calling every single day, unless it's a problem and you're going, are you okay? What's going on? But don't always take, you need to be comfortable enough in the relationship that you don't call all the time. <laughs> just to yeah. say, 
I hope so. Well, and to know that that person loves you and they're, they're working on, they feel bad about it. I mean, I was, I was like, oh my God, I've got to do that. And I'm just kind of jumpy to having a life that is too busy, which it was for a long time. We moved up here and it was so calm and everything. I thought this is going to be great. My mom said, you're taking 10 years, you know, you're adding 10 years to your life by being in this nice flat spot. And then we joined a theatrical company. It was like, are you crazy? So <laughs> it was, it was too busy. And I lost, I lost sight of what was really important to me. And that's one thing that has this uh, COVID, uh, this pandemic has helped me realize it's like, I need to prioritize what I do and not everything. What do they say? The, the tyranny of the urgent. It's not everything is urgent, you know, and to, but it's, it's really given me a lot of time to think myself uh, and what's important to me. And, you know, you hung in there for the longest time. I wasn't trying to make you feel bad, honestly. I'm just saying it was hard oh to know God, when to push and when not to. The whole world's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse that uh, you forget what the important things are because you're always so busy and then you don't need to look at yourself and what you're doing because you're so busy all the time. Oh, I don't have time for that. It's like, well, you need to make some time for that. Like, what do they say? The person that's too busy to pray is too busy. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I never heard that one before, but I, believe it or not. And I, and I'm like in yeah. God's country out here. Well, that's not really, <laughs> I know that's a weird are. way to say that. Right. But do you know what I mean? It's like, there's yeah. a church on every single block out here. And uh, really oh, pretty much <laughs> I could probably throw a rock and hit three of them. No life. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, but I haven't heard that one, but I love it. The person that's too busy to pray is too busy. Hmm. It's too busy. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Well, and prioritizing your life is something that it's good to look at because I know I had a boss that used to say, it's critical. It's critical. And he, everything he would give me was critical. He always used that word. And I looked at him one day and I said, look, every single thing you give me cannot be critical. Cause sometimes I have five things from you and you said, it's critical. Every single one. I said, mm-hmm. I have two other bosses. This is when I was a legal secretary. And I said, which one do you need? Could you not use that word except when you mean it? Yeah, <laughs> because right. then I, Good I don't luck with know. that. <laughs> and eventually he got over that. He just liked that word and he's just used it all the time. And eventually he got over it and he didn't use it very often. But it was like for about a year, he was using it constantly. And I finally just sit him down and say, look, babe, I didn't use that word mm-hmm. to my boss. But you know, it was like, please. I was going to say, were you in a law firm when this happened? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> because everything is always That's critical. so familiar. <laughs> everything is critical. Yes. Then. But so in, in life, it's hard when things are always in your face. Those things, like you said, that prioritize themselves for you to mm-hmm. shift that to make friends important, but you just need to find the time. And that's why I know sometimes I call people on my way home from work. <laughs> Poor Nancy. Mm-hmm. Goes, oh, look, my sister goes, what time is it? Oh, it must be Carol time. She's driving home from <laughs> <Yeah>. work. <laughs> it changed a bit when I was working remotely, but I'm back to again at the moment, working back full time again during the day. And it's like, I'm going, it's Carol time again. I'm calling. And if you don't answer, I understand. I've just wanted to contact you. And I know yeah. I have a million things to do when I get home. So let me see if I can't connect. That's something that I tend to do because it's like, oh, it's a good time. May not be a good time for other people, but let me at least yeah. leave a message yeah. for somebody to show them I'm thinking. But about you them. still make that you make that effort, you make that contact, and that's something that's it's just so important to not let people think you're you're not there for them, you're not thinking of them. Because mm-hmm. even a like, birthday card, I just sent a card for no reason to somebody that I went just thinking about you. I hope you're doing okay out there. Just because I thought about it and I went, I haven't talked to them forever, and they don't like talking on the phone. So let me just send a note. Maybe they'll call me. 
only because I know that they don't like talking on the phone. So they really prefer to initiate it and that we only do messages. So I sent the, I went ahead and, and sent the card as a thought to think maybe that would help connect. Did you hear back? Not yet. It went out in the mail Not about yet. a week and a half ago. So I, usually it takes her a while. Yeah. But didn't it make you feel good? It does. Just just thinking about you yeah. and thought I'd drop you a note. My mom, oh my God, she had so many friends. She went through stationery. Like I remember I bought her like 12 boxes, I mean, boxes and boxes of stationery. You know, like six months later, she needed more stationery because she would just drop a little note, Aww. check in with her friends, seeing how you're doing. You know, she was like the, the climate. She always, always knew what was Before going email. on with everybody. Oh, way before email. Yeah. <laughs> now we're a little lazy that way. We do texts and we do emails, but it's nice that yeah. it, because we're so much busier, it seems like we don't have to take as much effort to connect. Yeah. Don't. And it's nice getting the card in the mail, like, oh boy. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. But I mean, even if you just drop a text and say, hey, I mean, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about you. It can be a real special moment if you normally don't connect that much, especially if time has gone by. So is there anything else we want to add in for this friendship podcast? Seriously, I I just, you know, life is good and and the universe gives you amazing things right when you need them. And sometimes it is that friend who picks up the phone right when you're in your deepest, darkest moment. And, uh, or send you that text or that funny little meme or whatever it is. Indeed. And thank you both for being here today and for sharing in this friendship podcast and getting all that information out there for people and just having a great time. I had a wonderful time talking to both of you. I agree. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Carol DeShane, and I want to thank you for joining us here this week. And to thank my guests, Janet Rossman and Nancy DeMello, I hope to be able to uh, twist their arms to get them back again at some point. Until next week, be well, be happy, and I hope you find your joy. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com.